This is The Mudroom, on Common Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson, parenting effectiveness coach and child behavior strategist. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers and preschoolers more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mudroom. This is our weekly free and live Uncommon Sense parenting class. How is everyone? I have busted out my plaid because it is fall. The trees around here are seriously flaming, (laughs) y'all. It is gorgeous. I love this time of year. I love October. It's my favorite. It's my absolute favorite. Okay. Now, before we get into our topic tonight, hi, everybody. (laughs) I'm Alana Robinson, and I'm a parenting effectiveness coach. I help parents of toddlers and preschoolers understand why their children are misbehaving and how to fix it without yelling, shaming, or using timeouts. I host my Facebook group, The Parenting Posse. I am obviously your host here on The Mudroom. And I host the Parentability Program. So, September's always kind of busy for me because kids are going back to daycare and preschool and kindergarten. There's always a bunch of new expectations that children are having to meet. And therefore, usually, this is when parents start to notice new behavior issues. In the past month in Parentability, we have had an overwhelming number of newer members mentioning that when their child started having behavior issues and they didn't know what to do or where to even start and their child's teachers were like, well, what are you going to do about it? They went to the only person that they thought could help them. And that was their child's general practitioner or pediatrician. And they've been like, they've been given answers like, oh, you know, that's just four-year-olds. Or, oh, you know, she's three. Show her out of it. Or, yeah, that's annoying, but that's kind of what three-year-olds do. Have you tried timeouts? And well, yes. <laughs> Sometimes that is the case. Toddlers, preschoolers, and kinders do have some odd habits. That doesn't mean that it's normal or typical to be exhibiting behaviors that are interfering with your life. If a behavior is interfering with your life, interfering with your functioning in a class, with your ability to get things done, to participate in your community, to socialize with peers, then it is worth sitting down with a behavioral professional and figuring out what is going on and solving that problem. You don't have to just muscle through it. And here's the thing. I mean, doctors are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I am not shitting on doctors, but doctors are specialists in illness and disease. They're not specialists in child development or behavior. And a lot of people think that because they are specialists in the physiological aspects of growing and developing, that they're also qualified to speak on mental development. And I've personally talked to a lot of doctors in my career. For 10 years, I was a developmental specialist that did early intervention. And during that time, you can bet your ass that I went to a lot of doctor appointments with a lot of different kids. A lot of my clients' parents were very insistent that I accompany them to their doctor's appointments because 
They often felt very emotional and like they didn't have the words to accurately express themselves or their concerns to their doctor. So they just kind of bring me along as support. So I've talked to a lot of doctors in a lot of different fields with a lot of different specialties, sometimes very obscure specialties. And every single one of them has expressed to me how little education they actually get on behavior and child development in medical school. Like depending on their specialty, they might get one or two classes, even pediatricians. So when parents come to them with behavioral concerns, Unless it's something that like really jumps out at them as, okay, you are probably in need of occupational therapy, or okay, you should probably talk to a physical therapist about that, or that sounds like you might benefit from a psychologist. They really don't have that many strategies for you. So they're going to end up either blowing you off, which a lot of my clients have experienced, or they're going to give you their personal opinion and experience as parents themselves. So going to your pediatrician, which don't get me wrong, that is never a bad place to start, especially to eliminate medical concerns. It's probably not going to get you the support that you need to support your child's behavioral learning. And even if your doctor does give you a referral to an OT, SLP, PT, et al., Often my clients are telling me that they go to these resources, they get an evaluation, and it comes back maybe with one or two minor problems. And they get strategies for those. But on the whole, there's nothing significant amiss that the therapist can identify or pin down. So they don't recommend further follow-up or ongoing intervention. And then these parents are at sea again because... Okay, well, the doctor said that it might be physical, but the physical therapist says that it is not physical. Or, you know, we did therapy for six months and the psychologist isn't getting anywhere. Nothing is changing. Now what do we do? Who do I talk to? Where do I go from here? This problem isn't solved. We're no further ahead. We're still, yeah, we're still dealing with these disruptive behaviors. There are so many kids who fall into this crack. You know, the behavior is disruptive. It's affecting their participation with their peers in their community and in their family. But it's not disruptive enough to warrant a medical diagnosis. Nothing is quote unquote wrong. And yet nothing is right either. And you as a parent are just, you're trying to put this puzzle together but you don't have any guidance. Everybody that you've been told who should be supporting you in figuring this out is just going, nope, there's there's no problems that I can see, but it's still a problem for you and for them. So as I said, I've talked to hundreds of doctors and even the ones that are super on the ball They still, in like a 20-minute meeting with me and mom and a child, will often be looking at me like, oh, I've never heard about that. I'm going to have to look that up (laughs) when I suggest that something might be a root issue that we need to explore, right? It's, It's not something that they specialize in. So that is where a parenting coach comes in. My education is specifically in child development and how behavior is built. So the system that I teach you in parentability 
is to identify the root causes of behaviors, to inventory everything that could be stressing your child, to find the problem, <laughs> not the surface problem, you know, that surface symptom that you can clearly see, that's, that's just a symptom, but to figure out what is causing them stress, where the behavior is originating from. And don't get me wrong, I don't hesitate to refer out if you tell me something that makes me go, wait, you need to talk to an OT or a PT, or you need to go talk to your GP about that, or hey, let's, can you please go get their vision tested or their hearing tested first? Like, sometimes we do that inventory, we start implementing strategies, we start building their executive skills, and we realize, okay, there is a deeper layer to this and you need to expand your team. But that's what I'm there for, to listen to what is going on and use my experience in early intervention and child development to help you put that puzzle together, to do it with you. But there is a very huge difference <laughs> between walking into a doctor or a therapist's office and saying, okay, so here's the thing. We've narrowed this down to a biological stressor, but we can't seem to figure out what that biological stressor is with our layman's eyes. So that is where I need your help. And waltzing in and going, I don't know, his behavior's out of control. <laughs> so Michelle says, empowering parents to effectively advocate for their family and child. Exactly. That is exactly what I do. Because also the other thing is that if you expand your team into medical professionals, often they don't talk to each other. You know, the OT will hand you a report and the GP will hand you a report and the psychologist will hand you a report and they'll all have recommendations that seem to conflict with each other or take an overwhelming amount of work to implement at home. And again, that's where a parenting coach comes in. That's where we look at all the priorities of the various medical professionals and we create a plan to address them. That is basically early intervention in a nutshell, right? That's what I did as an early interventionist. I had all these medical professionals giving me priorities and it was my job to turn those into an implementable plan, something to do. So it doesn't really matter what end of that spectrum that you're on, whether you're just starting to look into getting to some support and you're overwhelmed, you don't know where to go because this has been building at home or because a teacher of some kind has dropped it in your lap and you're blindsided or whether you've already got a bunch of puzzle pieces, you've already got the beginnings of a team, but you can't for the life of you figure out how they go together, right? Parentability is designed to be that hub that connects all the different parts together so that you're not trying to sit at home and figure it all out by yourself. So all that to say, <laughs> the time to seek out the support of a parenting coach is when you realize that this is not okay. We are not fine. They are not fine. We have a problem and we don't know how to solve it. That is the time to join parentability. That is when it's time for you to come and get some support and getting your child's support. So if you're like, yes, 
Yes, please give me strategies. The first thing that I would suggest is that you grab my scripts for managing crazy making behavior. That's going to give you 10 specific strategies to address the behaviors that my parenting posse group told me were the 10 behaviors that drive them most up the wall. They're totally free and they're gonna give you a bit of a taste of how we might address the symptoms, you know, those symptomatic behaviors that we were talking about. The next step would be to join us in my free misbehavior proof class. So that will speak more to the root issues that I mentioned. And then finally, you can join us in parentability to get a very customized to your child, to your family game plan in place. So if you ever have any questions about anything, I don't care. I'm an open book. Any topics that we discuss in the mudroom, any of my resources, parentability, in the posse, what lipstick color I'm wearing, I don't care. <laughs> Anything. Leave a comment or give me a shout and I or one of my assistants will do my very best to answer you and answer you quickly. So let me help you. Let me help you help them. All right. Thank you so much for joining me this evening, everybody. I will see you next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye. You've been listening to The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us every Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us on social. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.